the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Man, I'm real excited today to have a couple of coaches And I think this is really cool. We're going to be interviewing them on their new book, Stop Chasing Ghosts. We'll talk about that. But I think it's really cool. This is a father and son team. They team up together to write books. And I think that's really cool. Today, I was just talking to two of my close friends about father-son relationships. And then I was just thinking, man, my guests today are father-son. And the way they team up and coach together is really cool. So let's say hi to Coach Tony Johnson and Coach Anthony D. Giovanni. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we're doing good, Steve. How are you? Well, I'm good. I just know my Italian's not very good. So, Anthony, say that the right way for me. Say it the way uh, you, it's supposed to sound. You, you did good. It's D. Giovanni. Okay. All right. All right. I'm close. I'm close. Mark's not making fun of me too much, so that's good. All right. Uh, man, you guys are coaches and father-son up in Copper's Cove. And, of course, Tony Johnson is the assistant athletic director up there as well. And I want to just say from a football perspective and community uh, perspective, before we talk about the book, you know, I've been up to Copper's Cove uh, with Peanut Butter Bowl and just Copper's Cove is kind of one of my home away from homes. Just uh, it's a, that community is a real blessing to me. You've got to know some of your coaches, Coach Buckram, of course, real, real close. Got to be at one of your games that you guys won and did great and was even on the sideline, which was really cool. You guys are doing a great job at Copper's Cove. So I just want to say thanks for doing that. Well, we, we appreciate your support, absolutely, and we certainly know we, that what we do is a ministry, Steve, so we, yes. um, we appreciate that, that you, you notice it. Oh, yeah, it makes a huge difference, and I just really appreciate your leadership. You know, I was blessed to even just watch you talk to the, the team afterwards and everything. I just loved everything you said and the impact that you guys make. You're a thousand percent right. I mean, uh, it is a ministry and it's, it's an amazing thing. So just thank you both for that. All right. Um, and before we get into the book, I got one other high school football question. If you don't mind, just, man, I've seen some pictures of you, uh, Tony, with a lot of big time football programs and coaches lately. What is going on up there? So we are blessed. We have a six, eight, 310 pound left tackle, <laughs> that has 29 Division One offers. And so this is prime recruiting uh, season, if you will. And so everybody's coming by to see Big Michael and try to convince him to come to their university. So, yeah, we've had everybody from Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, TCU, Baylor, you know, Texas, Texas A&M. They, they've all been through here. Yeah, I, I've seen all those pictures. I'm wondering where my uh, my favorite team, Oklahoma, have they not dropped by yet? Come on, guys. You know, you know, Steve, they came through early last spring, and I I feel like, you know, sometimes, and this is not a knock on Oklahoma. I grew up a Cornhusker fan, so we'll have to yeah. talk about that later. But I feel like 
you know, some of these guys did not get the love from Michael that they thought they were going to get, and they've just stopped recruiting them. And I'm not so sure that's the uh, the right method, if you will. Like, yeah. We have a lot of these schools that are coming in that Michael has said, yeah, you're kind of my second rung, if you will, and they don't care. They're still coming after <laughs> Yeah. I Right, I got you. I got you. He sounds like a, he's a pretty great young man too, from what I've heard. He's a great kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I noticed in the order of schools that you mentioned, Coach, because uh, I did see a picture with you and Sark, and you, I'm an OU guy, so I'm not trying to give extra airtime to UT. But I noticed that you mentioned TCU well before you mentioned Texas. You've got a strong connection with TCU, don't you? Well, I've got a degree from TCU and and spent a couple years coaching there. So, yeah, I obviously have an affection for that university. And, you know, Mark Tomardall, who's in our book, uh, the teams coordinator at TCU, is is a mentor of mine. So Mm. somebody that I very much admire and and worked for and worked with. And uh, so, yeah, TCU holds a special place in my heart. And and I still owe them quite a bit of money. So (laughs) maybe that's why I mentioned them. Maybe they'll cut me a deal. I love it. I love it. Well, I really enjoyed um, his his section of the book. I love, you know, you guys are very creative. Let's start talking about the book. Stop Chasing Ghosts. I've got it in my hand right here. Hauntings from our past, present, and future. And I really enjoyed uh, Mark Tomerdahl's, um section. Just sounded like he's really strongly rooted in the faith uh, with Jesus. And I thought that just came across real, real naturally and just in a real encouraging way. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, all right. Oh, go ahead, Coach. No, I'm just saying you're spot on about Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, I just want to read a little bit here. Just, um, you know, I think this was a text that you sent to me, and um, and I just want to read this, and then I want to ask you guys just about these ghosts that we face, what ghosts you're talking about. But you do, um, not to give it away, but you talk about regret, comparison, and the chase. Some of these are the ghosts, and you talk about the ghost of uh, and, uh, past, present, and future. So, um, Anthony, man, can we start with you on this? Like, uh, when you think about ghosts, how do you describe, you know, the ghost that we're chasing? Yeah, well, it's, it's a it's a metaphor. Um, some people have been confused. They're like, "Yo, you guys wrote a ghost story?" And it's like, no, we're uh, hey, if it something. sells more books, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, no, I mean, at the core, we're, we we kind of we came together after our first book and said we felt like there was more to say, and primarily about coaches. But and then we realized this is broader. This is just humans in general. We we have an ambitious drive. I mean, really, it's it's evolutionarily speaking, it's it's built into our biology. We have to as humans be aiming at something mm. and the the I guess the pitfalls of that are if you're not aware of what you're aiming at, uh you you could be aiming at the wrong things or nothing at all and then you wonder why your life is in discord. So um from there we broke it down and realized, you know, you you, you broke it down there perfectly as as we do in the book. There's there's regret, there's comparison and then there's the chase. And so we saw that as a spectrum of time. You know, regrets are obviously in the past um, and, th- and those can take forms sometimes literally as ghosts. It, it, we talk about how you're raised by your parents or your grandparents, like, and, and what they did and what they chased after that can affect you and how you behave now. And you might not even realize it. So, um, the ghost really, we're just trying to call attention to what's driving you. Cause if you're not aware of it, it'll, it'll control you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Tony talk to me about, um, what Anthony was talking about just in those, 
relationships of your parents and your grandparents. Um, and I want to come back to Anthony on this too, just because, I mean, here you are father and son and obviously very close, very tight, working together and then working together more. But Tony, what kind of impact did your parents and your grandparents have on you? So great, great question, Steve. You know, uh, this is, you're, this is perfect. Um, my dad was a dreamer mm. um, and he's no longer alive. I miss him daily. Uh, great, great man who was flawed, like all of us are flawed. And as I've grown older and, and raised my own children, you know, I've done a lot of forgiveness of things that mm. I thought maybe could have been better at, if you will. Yeah. And I realized years ago that the issues I had with my father, and they weren't serious issues, but the issues I had with my father were ghosts, mm. <laughs> literally ghosts that were haunting me. Mm. I couldn't go back and fix them. I couldn't go back and correct them. He couldn't go back and correct them or fix them um, because he lived the life he lived. And so my dad was a dreamer, and he, he worked hard. He was a coach on the side in Kansas. You could coach at the local high school and, and sell insurance during the day. And so he did that, and he coached youth football, and he coached youth baseball, and he was always around sports. And it was driven into me as a young age, you know, sports, 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 sports. And he uh, was a hard man because he knew the importance that sports would bring to my life. Yeah. And it connected us. It connected my father and I. Mm. Um, what's funny is in my career, I've Never really stayed someplace longer than two or three years. Uh, this last job was the longest. I stayed four. And in 29 years of coaching, I realized, you know, I was chasing after. So here we go again. I'm yeah. chasing after this great, what is this great thing I'm supposed to get? Mm. And then when I get to these places, it's the same thing. It's a repetitive cycle that I was on over and over again. It was never good enough. I couldn't stop and smell the roses. Mm. And so... Because I wasn't stopping and smelling the roses, I was taking jobs and immediately looking for the next one. And so wow. while our profession is such that, yes, there's movement and there's promotion and there's firings left and right, and those mm. things are part of life, they are things that lead to you looking back and regret or comparison. You know, the comparison game where you're, especially with social media, where you're looking at, oh, this coach got that job and I'm better than him, or that coach is going here and I could have done that, and oh, I should have taken this job five years ago, look where I'd be. I've done all that. And so Anthony's exactly spot on. You have to watch where those emotions take you because they can affect your home life. They can affect your wife. They can affect your kids. And it might make you make some decisions that can cause some turmoil in your life. And I want people to see our story as a cautionary tale and to understand that there's really only one ghost you should be worried about. And that's the Holy ghost. But I had great parents, Steve. Yeah. And I, I know I'm getting long winded here, but I no, had no. great and they were blue-collar, hard-working people that just wanted their kids to be better. And, you know, unfortunately, I lost them early in life, and, you know, they had some health issues. But I look back on my childhood, I never wanted for anything. You know, my parents did the best they could, and what flaws I thought they had, I look back now and I go, you know what? They were chasing their own ghosts. <laughs> you mm, know, yeah. Everybody is chasing a ghost of something, and, you know, they were as well. Yeah. Coach, how did you realize in these last couple of years, it sounds like that, man, I've been chasing and, you know, moving about and moving about. Is that what we're talking about in the last couple of years that you're like, man, I got to stop and smell the roses? What was that realization what? like? Two, two things happened to me. Yeah. I worked for a guy named Dennis Francioni who wrote an they wrote an article about him when he got fired at Texas A&M that okay. I read. And this would probably have been 
10, 12 years ago. Right. And uh, the article literally used those words. Coach Fran said, I never stopped and smelt the roses. Mm. I kept looking and looking for the next great job. Wow. And that struck me because I viewed him. I viewed him as a mentor. I viewed him as somebody I admired. I viewed him as somebody I wanted to live my life like and emulate. And to be truthful with you, I could only be Tony Johnson. I could only be mm, me. So good. that was the beginning of it. And then I think, that's you know, good. we all have passion. You know, we all have things we want to achieve and places we want to go. And I still have those, too. Mm-hmm. But I realized that at the end of the day, if Copper's Cove ISD doesn't want me as their football coach, it's okay. God's got a plan. Yeah. God will put me where he needs me. This is where God wants me this particular time in my life. And I have to take a deep breath and go to work every day knowing my purpose. And that's what's important. You know, the people that hate you or they think you're a self-promoter because you write books, I hear it all. You know, he <laughs> writes books. He's on social media. He does it. You know what? I don't worry about it anymore. It used to drive me nuts, but I don't. I can only be me, and I wake up every day, and I know, I know that I have to show the love and the Mm. mercy and the grace of Christ to every kid I come across. Not always easy. I have to smile. I have to treat people correctly, and I have to be a light in a dark place, and that's where a lot of teenagers are. They're in a dark place. Yeah. Wow, that's good. All right. I'm coming back to you, Anthony, in just a minute, so just sit tight, but... Uh, Coach Johnson, Tony, I want to ask you, you mentioned uh, forgiveness, like forgiving your dad and your dad being gone. Can you just take a minute or two, just step us through, because somebody who's listening or watching today on Facebook is like, man, I got forgiveness issues. I want to forgive my dad who's gone or forgive my dad. But, you know, how how do you do that? How did you do that? Well, you know, I, I really started to forgive my dad towards the end of his life. Of course, I didn't know he was going to die, but I'd gotten to the point about 26, 27. I lost him at 27, where I was like, okay, this is who he is, flaws and all, um, but this is my dad, and he did the best he could. And what I try to tell people is this. When you're mad at your parents, when you're, you know, you think your parents don't understand you, or you think your parents are, are holding you back, or they've given you these generational curses that they've carried, you have to remember that they got those things from their parents, and their parents got them from their parents. And so we carry, I call them generational curses, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, we carry these things with us, and unless we are cognizant and aware of them, we won't break them. Mm. And so it's basically I gave my dad some slack. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Cut him some slack. You know, my sister and I like to joke. I, one of my sisters is deceased, and my other sister and I, she from time to time, and she's going to listen to this, so I hope I'm not offending her, but <laughs> she'll, she'll say, you know, Daddy didn't treat me the way he treated you. Mm. Okay, and that's fair. Everybody has their story with whoever it is in their life. My dad, I was the baby. I'm the boy. I'm the only boy. And so was I spoiled or maybe had a little more? My, well, you know, my parents were a little better financially by the time I came around. Than, than her when she was the oldest. You know, she's seven years older than me. Mm, so wow. her experience is different, but I encourage her all the time. I say, forgive him because he's gone. It's a ghost. You're letting a ghost haunt you, mm. a ghost of the past. And he's not going to come back here and fix that, <laughs> that hurt yeah. that you have. And I'm not saying that hurt's not real, right. but it's not going to happen. And, you know, I think what we have to understand, right, is this. Look, Jesus is grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's grace, mm-hmm. okay? And he's not going to come back again and die on the cross for you. He did it once. Yeah. It's over. 
accept that and move forward. And guess what? It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. We're all going to sin. We're all going to fall short. And when I stopped putting that pressure on myself to be perfect in the eyes of the community or perfect in the eyes of my children, when I stopped caring about that, it it was free. And so I was able to do that for my father. And, you know, not to get too personal, but there are, you know, there are people in my family now that I'm sure, you know, I've lost my mind and I've cussed or I've said something I shouldn't say or maybe was a little uh, over the top with something and and it might rub them the wrong way. And they just, you know what, I don't worry about it anymore. I, I know that I'm forgiven. I know that grace is a person. And I don't let it bother me anymore. Man, that's awesome. That sounds like you talk about in your book, like arriving and, uh, you know, finally making it. It sounds like that is what making it and arriving is is exactly that, you know, that contentment and peace and not worrying about uh, what other people are doing, just focused on your own identity in Christ. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, Anthony, I want to ask you about your parents and, and your grandparents. What is that? What did that look like for you, that influence? And obviously your dad is sitting right there. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, th- that was a fun exercise for me a few years ago to kind of sit down and think about who I am as a person and how I've been formed before I was ever, you know, even really, I mean, just like conscious of by the people that raised me and, and, and primarily, yeah, by my grandparents, both sets. And then my parents, like I can see the things that I'm interested in, which is a lot. Um, we talked about it a little bit before we started, like I'm doing film, I, I'm an artist, um, I write books and then I'm a coach as well. Like yeah. you can kind of see like every single one of my grandparents in, in my interest in, oh. in my, and then also my parents as well. So just from a passions and interest standpoint, like a lot of who I am has been formed by, the interest that my grandpa might have or my grandma and then my mom and my dad. So there's that aspect of it. And then obviously my parents raised me and much like what he was saying, like no, no parent is perfect. But when I look at how my parents raised me, um, I hope they, they got a lot of stuff, right? Like I look at my brother mm-hmm. and, my, and my sisters, uh, they, they didn't do it perfectly, but somehow it, they did a lot of stuff, right. And I, you know, as I think about my future and wanting kids, it's like, I, I hope I can get, you know, I don't know how they did it. And there is no game plan. I know that, but I, you know, I hope I can get as close to, good as they they did it man i like that i like that kind of as a standard of parenting because man i'm I'm not perfect uh we've got three kids and uh made our probably more than our fair share of mistakes but i like what you said of you know just trying to shoot for getting getting a lot of things right you know maybe not even getting most things right but i love how you said that you know they got a lot of things right that's really cool yeah right Exactly. So is one of those things that they got right, or is it just a part of you? It seems like you are a, a visionary and a dreamer yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, we, you can kind of already see the traces of the lineage for yeah. that, you know, mindset from my grandpa, Fred, my dad's dad. So he was a dreamer. He had big dreams. He was always constantly, you know, he was an ambitious guy. My dad had that as well. And that was something I would say that unconsciously I picked up from my dad. It was never something he sat me down and been like, you know, you got to dream, dream for the moon, kid. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was always just watching him, being around him. I always saw him chasing his dreams and trying to do big things. And so, yeah, I kind of picked that up just from being close to him. And, um, yeah, that, that, there's, I think there's a direct lineage of that 
uh, yeah, being a, I don't know about a visionary, I, I, you know, but, but dreamer, yes, for sure. <laughs> well, if you're doing making film uh, and submitting, you know, your short films to film festivals and you're writing books and you're creating new podcasts to help people with mental health issues, and let's see, what else am I missing? Oh, and what, let me ask you this, and then I want to get directly back to the book and one of your stories uh, about your own chasing dreams in there, Anthony. Um, what is the artwork that I'm seeing on your Facebook related to? Is that uh, – just just help me. I mean, you're doing something creative and new there, right? Yeah, so that's actually really fun. Okay, so I've, I'm, um, I'm a filmmaker. I went to film school at North Texas while I played football there. Yeah. And- um, I've made uh, I've made a short independent film, and then I made my first feature independent film a couple years ago, and those are both going through the film circuit right now. Wow! But most recently, what I've done is is in a, again I don't really know where it's coming from. I mean, I, I've been telling everyone around me that will listen that I'm, I'm I think I'm channeling the story because it's so much mm. content. But I've written six feature length scripts that are a part of this massive series. Uh, I have three more planned that I've, I've started, um, wow. and then from that to kind of get it. You know, get the get an audience together. Uh, we've planned a narrative podcast series that will. There's five kind of seasons of that that will explore the story and the lore, and um, it's just this massive series. The only the only comparison yes. I can make to it is it's on the level of a Star Wars or a Marvel, and and and, and as far as that size and that scope. And so um, I'm currently trying to get wow. those in front of people and pitch them because the projected budget for the first one is a hundred million dollars, which I oh cannot independently raise that the last, the last film I made, the feature was, uh, we had $3,000 and we filmed it in 10 days. So we, um, wow. That's the budget I, I, I can raise. Um, I can't do that for this, but you know, it's relatively, uh, cost effective to do a narrative podcast that helps, you know, build an audience and explain the characters and the backstory. And then what the artwork you're referring to is, um, so, <laughs> It's yeah. it's crazy the times we live in, but there's the, all these new AI generating um, apps and websites. So one of them is ChatGPT. You you type in a prompt and it'll it'll actually the AI robot will create a script for you or create anything really for you. Wow. So there's there's that. I haven't really dabbled in that much, but what I am using is an AI art development app, and that's what you're seeing because to to really this these films are it like even that is limited. It, I'm trying to make things and show you things that like haven't been made before. Yeah. And so the AI is referencing the internet and sometimes it has limitations cuz I'm trying to create something that it literally cannot reference cuz I'm, you know, it's it's I guess just never been seen before, but as far as getting concept art for a movie and, and helping people visually see this world I'm creating, that's been a really good tool for me and I think anybody out there that's trying to, you know, work on a low budget for a project like like this or really anything, the AI art is uh the way to go. And you just you just type in a prompt, and um, it get, it'll give you a bunch of variations. And so that's what you're seeing, and that's what you're referencing. It's just a, it's really just a bunch of concept art for these scripts I've made, and just trying to help people kind of visually see what I'm imagining in my head with these scripts, and try to build an audience and get these scripts in front of someone to help me produce them. Wow, man! So we could be talking about kind of the next Star Wars. Like, I mean, this could be a game changer. <laughs> I hope so. I mean. Um, it, to me, it's uh, so so like if, if anybody's familiar with J.R. Tolkien in Lord of the mm-hmm, Rings, he sure. wrote that uh, as a myth, kind of a uh, an origin uh, an origin myth for England and America, being the New World, uh, doesn't have a myth. And so, Whoa. really, what I'm myth for America, and um, yeah, I think it I think it could be on that level. And, and, and taken to a religious side, a lot of a lot of Christians like to complain about media and 
and the film industry and, and what's put out. And the answer to that isn't censorship or to take that stuff off. It's actually for more Christians to make more art and to make art that's consumed by the masses. So that's kind of my driving inspiration for it is like, I'm, I'm a Christian and yeah. let's get the Get, let's get some media out there. Man, that's that's really cool. All right, how do you and I I've still got another question about your your chasing that college football dream because I know that's in the book. I want to ask about that. How do you take uh, you you have big big dreams, which is awesome. And man, I I hope it's bigger than Star Wars and bigger than the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, you know. But how do you take Oh yeah, of course. Um and I love your vision of I mean, you know, it's really cool what Dallas Jenkins is doing, like with the chosen and everything. But this is yeah. this is something, you know, it's can even transcend that in a way, which is going to be really cool. Um, how do you take your own lessons, you and your dad's lessons from Stop Chasing Ghost, when you have such a big, you know, vision that you want to carry out? Like, what lessons do you take from the book and say, okay? You know, I, I don't know. What's it look like for you? Help me out, Anthony. Yeah, well, uh, specifically yeah. The, the ghost of present and, and the ghost of comparison. That mm. is something I struggled with a lot a couple of years ago, and I think I may have touched on it some in, in my anecdote of that chapter. But yep. uh, especially in our day and age of social media, so, social media can, it's a tool, you know, like all technology. But, but if you don't, you know, use it with consciousness, it will use you. And um, so much of social media is the comparison game. And, you're, and, you know, I, I originally go to social media for um, inspiration, but a few years back I found myself kind of just, I, I don't know, maybe it was a, a sort of depression because I was looking at people who I thought were living out my dream of being a filmmaker and making these films. And, and what was something that was supposed to inspire me was bringing me down. And I realized it was because I was comparing my, my path to theirs and realizing that, you know, the voices start in your head. It's like, oh, you're not there. You don't ever get there. You're, you're behind the eight ball. You're late. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. who are you? And so really from our book, it's, it's those ghosts of the present and That's getting good. yourself out of that, that comparison game and, and realizing you've got your own path and, and you've got your own track and God's got you and, it, um, man, that's good. Happen. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. All right, I'm realizing I'm, I'm having such a good time talking to you guys that I'm over the time I was talking about uh, having you online, and I know y'all are coaching and and need to run. So um, I can save or I can point people to the book, even uh, Anthony, just to I, I thought your story about North Texas, but your D1 dreams and and kind of you know what you ran into there was was really good. I was hoping you could share it today, but it's in the book. Stop chasing ghosts. Um, hauntings from our past, present, and future. Tony Johnson, uh, Coach Johnson, and Anthony D. Giovanni, uh, also coach. And then they have essays from uh, Jim McAnally, I'm probably saying that wrong, and a few other people, a few Q&A um, that are really interesting and just uh, some fun kind of interviews in there as well. Um, uh, Tony, is there anything else you want to say about the book or Anthony, both of y'all, to close this out? No, I, I, I think that it's uh... – it's it's very therapeutic. I think people will enjoy it. I don't think it's a book for coaches only. Mm -hmm. I think every everybody that's uh, striving to be more than what they are or has dreams will enjoy this book, men and women alike. You know, you can go to Amazon and get this book, uh, as well as Faith on the Field, our first book, which did so well. We're so blessed, and we thank anyone that bought that book and anyone that buys this book. And, of course, our social media. Follow us. I, I'm at Kickslide 
um, on on Twitter, excuse me. And then, of course, I have Instagram as well. Um, They can find me at AssemblyOL5. So I would love to connect. We want to share Mm. what we've learned and what we've done like today with you. We want to share this message with churches, Mm. with youth groups, with business leaders, you know, and so if there's anybody out there listening that would love to have us, we don't need to be paid. We just want to come share um, and have a chance to talk and maybe, you know, affect positively someone else's life. Man, I love that. You got me juiced up. You got me juiced up. And, Anthony, uh, I want to hear your kind of closing closing remark, but also just ask uh, that podcast. Give us the name of that for people to find you. Yeah, uh, that's called the Ultimate Pill Podcast. That just comes from that meme, you know, like like taking the red pill or the blue pill. I guess it comes from Matrix, the Matrix. But uh, yeah. it's the Ultimate Pill Podcast with uh, Chris Perez. Um, and then my my movie stuff is at uh, is on Instagram at Saga S A G A of the Sages Saga of the Sages. That's the title of the series. But that's where they can find more about that. Um, but but those I'll just say in closing, like yeah. that stuff that I do, the books we've written. It's all like for me. It's all about bringing value and and providing value in people's lives. We really don't make a lot of money. It's never been about the money. We don't even sell the books at the projected like market. Like Amazon has a suggested price that you should sell it at for the market, and we don't even do that. We we try to give it at an affordable price. Um, the PDA or the ebook is really cheap as well. So all that to say, it's it's to help provide value. I mean that that's the sole reason why we're doing it. And my dad hit on it too, is just to help people. Um, not to say that we know anything more than anybody, but we, we're humans and we've lived through some stuff. And um, if we can, if we feel like we can just provide a little nugget of value in your life, then uh, that's that's why we're doing it. So. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And hey, I want to say just on a personal note, congratulations, man! You're engaged, right? <laughs> yes, 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 sir. Thank you. Yep. You, you, yep. Yeah, you have a lot going on. All good stuff, but man. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. definitely got three, four Anthony uh, D. Giovanni's out there making this all happen. So, all right. Hey, appreciate both you guys. And just thank you so much uh, for coming on air today and uh, for writing these books and working on these movies and these podcasts. The The book, again, is Stop Chasing Ghosts. This just came out, so you can get it on Amazon like we've been talking about. And I really appreciate, too, that it's, you know, it's not 400 pages. It's just it's a nice, easy read, but it gives you a lot to think about, a lot of powerful stories. And so Stop Chasing Ghosts, uh, you can go and get that today. And then I want to remind our listeners and our viewers um, that man, what what they are being is being very bold. That's what we are: very bold ministries, very bold radio and podcast. And being very bold it doesn't just come out of a vacuum; it comes out of because we feel the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ, that Holy Ghost, that Holy Spirit that we have, and that gives us hope. Um, we can get sucked into those chasing those ghosts and feeling the ghost of comparison and looking at somebody else's path. But the Holy Spirit just keeps bringing us back and reminding us that he does have us, just as Anthony said. And he has done great things in our lives. And he will do great things in our lives. That's just a dependence upon him and realizing what he's done in the past. And it's because of that that then we have that great hope that we can be very bold. And man, there's nothing more being very bold than all that Anthony and Tony are doing and all these projects and this vision that God has placed on Anthony's heart and on his dad's heart. Um, They're being very bold. So comes from 2 Corinthians 3.12. And a reminder, you can email me 
steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com. And the scripture is 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.